Welcome back, everybody. We it's what is it, episode fifteen of the What's Next podcast. We um, we had a good time with was it just the guys we called it last week. So we're uh, we're doing it again. We got Ant, Gary, and Kevin, and then myself, Neil here. Um, we're gonna try to record video. Hopefully, it comes out well. Um, otherwise, you get to hear these sultry voices in your headphones. Um, we're catching up after the holidays, guys. How is everybody's holiday? Ant, let's hear let's hear about you in Jersey and now getting snow. What's going on? Yeah, my holidays, my holiday break, my holiday itself was good. I'm bearing uh, another snow day tomorrow, off from school for two days, and I just got back because we had off for a week for Christmas and New Year. So it's been a, it's been a nice, relaxing time to uh, kind of just gather your thoughts going into the year ahead. So, um, you know, been been with family a lot, haven't traveled much kind of stayed around locally so it's been nice and low-key and you got a big family man it's fun to follow your uh your new year's eve family dinner you got the tables big italian dinner and everything you got mr sinelli Sinelli giving the toast every time (laughs) yeah dude christmas eve christmas eve is honestly a great a great day one of my favorite out of the 365 uh you have like 40 some odd people at my mom and dad's cooking uh a traditional Italian Christmas Eve of seven fishes, um, so it's a, it's always a good it's always a good time. We have a lot of fun, so grateful for that. I love it, man. And how about you, Kev? I actually saw you yeah. right, right before Christmas. We, right before uh, Christmas, it was good. Yeah. I mean, I I went back home to Connecticut. Obviously, we met up. Um, I haven't actually seen you in person in a long time, so it was nice. But um, it was good. We just stayed at home. It was busy because. You know, hopping from my house to my fiance's house. We're from the same hometown, so uh, we're kind of hopping around, making our rounds, catching up with a lot of people. It's great and stressful at the same time because you try to fit time in for everybody. Um, but yeah, I mean, New Year's and came back here to Boston for New Year's. Didn't really have any plans. Hung out, um, and I'm back at work. And it's really hard to get back to work because I'm in that still like relaxed mindset. Like I don't want to do anything. So, but we'll get there. Yeah. And it will, I mean, and it's hard to get into the full gear of 2018 when you've got snowstorm the first week back. It's like, we can't get back into, uh, into gear. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is going to be a, I mean, it depends if I go in tomorrow, but it'll be like a, a one day work week for us, which is, <laughs> which is a tease. And then next okay. week, will re- next week will really hit hard. Let's start off. Um, it's a, it's a big, we're talking about Thanksgiving. Now we're talking about Christmas. It's a give you know, big giving gifts, uh, season, but let's start, um, your favorite gift that you gave, not the favorite one that you gave or favorite one that you got. And it's funny, like right before the holiday, a kid, Michael, who works for me, like leaned over on his desk and he looked over, he's like, Hey man, would you rather give a really good gift or get a really good gift? And I'm like, that's a very loaded question. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like if I say get one, I'm gonna look selfish, but it kind of changed my mindset of like really diving into the gifts that I gave this season see how they were received. Um, so I know mine, I'll save it for the end. Um, I'm going clockwise. Ant, let's start with you. Favorite gift that you gave? Um, what was it? Why was it special? Um, and I, I guess the reaction. Uh, this is more of a, a generalization as a whole, but I enjoy giving uh, books to other people, whether they're like, you know, fiction or nonfiction. I like it for a couple of reasons. Like, there's a certain intimacy and connection there where like the person that you're giving it to the book that you pick out for them you share some type of connection with that book and that person so like for instance if I was gifting a book to you Neil like 
it would be like something based like on our common interest and like on our friendship kind of it wouldn't just be like a random bestseller you know what i mean it would be like about like a music connection that we have you know what i mean so i kind of like the closeness of like gifting a book based on its subject matter title author whatever to someone like a loved one that you share you know some some kind of cool relationship with so i always hand out you know as part of if i'm given like a couple different gifts like i always put a book in there where do you and are you giving those out to like a good amount of people like like i said you got a big family probably a lot of gifts being being tossed around like how many how many books are you giving out uh sometimes i'll do it as part of like my mom's gift i know like i've gotten tracy's parents um books in the past and then like as part of tracy and i exchanging we get each other like a couple different things and one of them is usually like you know a book where we share similar views on things and like i know the author she knows the author like that kind of thing i love it man that's awesome kevin yeah. how about you sweet um so my favorite gift that i gave was a website to my dad and i'll back up so my dad a couple years ago started a company where he's a seafood wholesaler and he has been on my sister he's on he's been on both of my, my myself and my sister he's like i need a website i need some type of website but i don't know how to do anything and i need to showcase the pro- the seafood products i need to like connect with the customers better than just through a text message and so my sister and i went in we spent like the 300 annual fee to build him a website and it took a couple months to do and um and so on christmas morning we put a bow on the on the desktop computer and he just like moved the mouse and boom the website was up that's and really he, cool man. and he was that's so cool. and he was so pumped He's like, holy shit. He was like calling all his friends. He's like, type this in the, the search box. <laughs> www.jrscallops.com. Tell me what you think. And he would just hang up. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so what, what's your really, Let's plug it. Um, well, so it's www.jrscallops.com. Um, they're a local seafood wholesaler. And it's not completely done because we're still waiting for some pictures, but it is live. And we obviously had to, like, we need his input as well. So we couldn't finish it. For yeah, that's very cool. So now he's put giving us his input and whatnot. It's really yeah, cool. that's awesome. Yeah, he so was now pumped. like, when's his birthday? His birthday is October. Okay. So now we got to like find something else. Yeah, the site maybe the site's like yeah. fully done by then. You got orders coming in and all that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, we to, we've hired employees for him. Yeah. <laughs> all these people with bows on their heads. That's yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. That's really cool. Yeah, that cool. Gary, how about you, bud? Uh, yeah, I'm very much in the business of just asking people a couple options of what they might want and then just getting it for them. Uh, You're a simple man. I'm simple. I'm simple like that, Kev. And <laughs> um, it, it's good for a couple reasons. Uh, one, they get what they want. And two, it makes my holiday shopping a hundred times easier. And then I'll throw some other things in there, you know, that might have a little bit more sentimental value if I if I see them on the way. But that's kind of how I do my holiday shopping. It's it worked out pretty well. Oh man, very cool. Let's I like hear Neil. Yeah, now I mean, first I kind of take Ant's idea of like the general, like kind of the planning planning a gift. Like I, I end up getting. I've got what three other siblings. Mallory's got a sister. Her parents. Like it's a pretty, it's a pretty big list of, of gifts. So you have to get tactical uh, into what you're giving. So I, I I like to kind of, you know, go with something that's thought out. But on the flip side, my when we go for my parents, my siblings and I, um, that's where we get our time to kind of chip in together. We always go together in on a gift. Um, so we actually for my dad, he's a big Phillies fan. 
uh, we got a Mike Schmidt bat signed by Mike Schmidt. That's like his, you know, Uncle Mike. That's his, you know, it's his favorite guy. Um, so I, I haven't given a gift that's gotten tears before, and that and that was one of them. So that was like, I mean, that, that was like, that was pretty cool. Um, and then we got my mom an air fryer so she can fry food. <laughs> so it's like, it's like a very, very tactical, and she was making food the next day, and she loved that one. And then like the bat for my dad. So it was a, it was a good mix. It was nice. <laughs> That was good. That's um, so everybody's getting, they get back what last week. Um, talk about, I guess your transitions into new year. Kev, were you, were you working last week? Um, I worked, well, I went in one day. Um, and then obviously the office was pretty dead. So I worked from home for the rest of the days and my fiance and I, while we were home, we kind of, she kind of got on the, let's start getting ahead of some of the wedding planning. Um, so, you know, we did a bunch of, we got a bunch of stuff checked off the list while we were home because we're going to get married back home. Um, and then I went back to work on Tuesday and dove right into some of the gifts I got, which was, I got three, three great books. By the way, Gary, Extreme Ownership is one of them, one of the books I got. Um, Gary plugged that last. And so I started reading The 4-Hour Work Week, which is one of the books. And, uh, and so I'm just trying to like re restart, get back onto eating well. Um, working out which i didn't do a lot of over the break <laughs> so it feels good to get back on it it's hard to it's hard to keep up in your routines um when you're home i don't know if you guys struggle with that but it's like you're, you're oh, a little yeah. stir crazy but then you're like all right relax like it's yeah. like a test of mental fortitude and then you just end up resulting in eating all the food that's on the counter oh so yeah you just eat so okay. much cheese and carbs and you feel like crap. <laughs> it's fun so we're, we just hit the new year it's 2018 um we've got our our resolutions we can we can dive into but let's start first um your favorite moment i'll start with like sports moments but if you want to veer off of sports more than welcome to um but your favorite moment um from 2017 uh and let's start with you man um i 2017 was a pretty entertaining year for sports i'd say um there were just like a couple of things that stuck out to me um I was like re-engaged to watching. I mean, I obviously always watch baseball. I mean, we played Division One baseball, but um, like fully engaged in the season, like watching even games of teams I don't really care for, or just like a game was on on a you know Sunday afternoon, and I found myself like tuning into like a Rockies game or something. So I was like revived to watch Major League Baseball. Um, a lot of the youth movement, and I had posted about this on our Instagram, just about. Um, the personalities in baseball kind of making it fun again some of the young players the excitement the home runs so uh you know seeing the new the new set of uh young yankees things like that have been fun and entertaining for like viewers that tune into um tune into it and you know i guess entertainment wise to some people baseball doesn't compete with like the nfl or nba in terms of uh you know the excitement of the game but i thought this year was a fun year to watch baseball. There was a lot going on, even if you weren't super diehard. Um, so that was super fun. Seeing someone like George Springer, who we played against when he was at UConn, win the uh, a World Series MVP award. That was kind of a cool story to talk to people about. I had actually found the, um, I guess, the scorecard or the the play-by-play from the UConn website and took a picture of my, uh, my one uh, performance to him where he hit a... Uh, hit a single off me on an 0-2 count, you know? Seeing, seeing eye single. 
hate to see it happen. Had him 0-2, the uh, World Series <laughs> MVP, and he just snuck uh, snuck one through the 5-6 hole. Who what knows? Was Skip, what was Skip saying about that pitch? Too good. Too, too good. good. too good. Too good. Too good. Way too good. Too good. <laughs> oh, yeah. I probably hung a change up. I'm lucky it didn't get hit out of the park. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was kind of a kind of a cool thing to see him see him win that local guy for you guys uh, being from Connecticut. But, you know, seeing that we played against him also super cool. The surrounding areas, I guess, can take like Connecticut can take pride in it. Anybody who played against him now can, you know, that's a conversation they can tell um, in the office. That's really cool. Tony, I was going to build off that because I was going to talk about the World Series and not so much. I don't think it was a great moment, not so much for the fact that, George, that Springer played or, you know, it was a great series to watch, but more so because it was right after the hurricane hit Houston. So it was kind of yeah. inspiring to see, you know, the Houston Astros bring back some excitement for the city. And I don't have any ties to the city, but still it was really inspiring to watch that happen um, live. Yeah, that was – you talked about the um... – you know, the the hurricane, the storm, and obviously the big one is like J.J. Watt developing the following to that cause. I thought that yeah. was pretty crazy, like a, a real true positive coming out of social media um, for the year where I think their goal was 400,000. And they got, I mean, I don't remember the final number, but it was 20, 30 million because um, it just started to spread. Bigger names started to donate to it. Um, it, was, it was pretty impressive. So I thought that was, it was definitely a top moment of the year tying into kind of the hurricane, like you were saying. Yeah, uh, I agree. Gary, how about you, man? And by the way, we've got three out of the four people here are Yankees fans, so there might be a commonality on the the baby bombers that everybody's fired up about. But um, I'm the lonely <laughs> Phillies fan who are an absolute dumpster fire of a team, so I get to <laughs> I get to take a step back away from being a rabid Phillies fan and enjoy some of the young players in the MLB. So uh, I agree with Anne. <laughs> you're, you're doing all right in the NFL and NBA right now. That's true. That's true. But in, yeah, can't have them all, I guess. Gary, how about you, man? I mean, the, the Patriots against the Falcons, that was probably one of the best games in arguably in any sport, um, at least comeback. Um, and, you know, you hate to see, like, uh, a championship game be a blowout, but then something like that happens and ch- totally changes the entire entire course of a, a year. I don't know. It was, just, it was an amazing game, and, and it's just a testament to what a team – the pets are and I'm saying this as a giant fan which is hard <laughs> um it's hard uh but I mean you got to give credit where credit's due Bill Belichick Pats Tom Brady Tom Brady's if, if you're a kid looking you know to become a professional athlete um and you're looking at somebody's work ethic that's a guy you look at and I don't know it was you know good to see a guy like that do something like that 40 years old and he just won the passing title it's like it's nuts man <laughs> yeah uh, how how long will he go to? Like honestly, uh, I mean, I, I feel like until he like can't throw it, <laughs> you get so numb to that type of stuff. Just those, and I mean, like the Jeters play until certain, you know, Mariano. Like I, I don't think you can fathom. Like, and then you look around your workplace and you see like uh, us or like a thirty year old, and you're like, holy shit, that person's ten years older than them, and they, you know, they're at the top of their game. It doesn't make any sense. I, I don't get it. It's like it'll always mystify you. But they're freaks they are man it's crazy I, I think like the year the year was crazy i mean i put you know getting this question sent to us and then looking you know at the other stories i'm just going to go down i mean it started off or i see south carolina women's basketball team <clears throat> that was crazy one underdog story winning it all um being down here in charleston it was cool to kind of fo- follow that wave even 
you know, the upset leading to the finals, Ole Miss and UConn, um, Ole Miss toppling UConn. I mean, that, that's a powerhouse getting taken down. We had Heather Buck on. She's a testament to the kind of work ethic of that team. I thought that was pretty crazy. Um, you get, you know, total other side of the spectrum of just total showman, whatever, McGregor, Mayweather. I mean, that was like a mystifying thing that captured social media viewers. It probably you know, floated ESPN for a couple months. Um, I thought that was crazy. I don't know if you guys followed, followed that whole saga, the press conferences and everything. Oh, yeah. It was just nuts. Um, and then uh, the final one I saw um, – and it was I, I hadn't heard the story until I looked it up. But this this uh, player for the Carolina Hurricanes hockey team, his name is Brian Bickle, um, and I guess he was diagnosed with uh, multiple sclerosis. I think almost three years or three years ago, but like last year was his last season. Um, and in his last game before retirement, he scored a goal um, in a in a shootout. And I thought that was you know pretty pretty wild. Um, just like, and then that was just went under the radar because there's stories like McGregor Mayweather about to box so taking like, over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was crazy. It was a crazy year for sure. Um, I had a, I had a small one for my high school team. So shout out to Daniel hand and Madison. Um, funny story, t- 10 years ago to this day, a week ago, we lost in the finals to new Canaan still carry that with us. Um, but uh, we had an assistant coach at that time. His name is Dave Mastriani. It was his first year. We busted his chops all the time, you know, the young coach. Um, but during the last 10 years, this guy has gone from cancer survivor, stepping away from the game, coming back. And then last year, he actually took over head coach duties for the team. Um, and then they won the championship uh, a week ago. So that was, that was really cool. Um, a plug to the hometown. But um, personally, that was one of the the favorite sports moments. And then Ant, you, we, that, we've got a yeah, championship. We got another champion on, in our midst right here, man. Give us a, give us a rundown of the, the team you coached to victory. That's pretty a hilarious story. To be honest, my cousin and I, <laughs> we coach uh, like a youth traveling team locally. And, uh, we had done it for about three years. And then like some of our kids were getting older. They, some stopped playing, some were playing lacrosse. So we needed to like add some players, essentially field the whole new team. Um, and so it was like two weeks before this season, the, this fall season. So it was about mid to late August. And um, we throw together just this bad news bears bunch of kids. Like, not lying, we had safety liabilities in the outfield and even in the infield. You got to be bad to have some safety liabilities in the infield. Usually it's this like right field, maybe left field, and then that's about it. But we had third base and second base, just, you know, total ambulance on speed dial kind of thing. And uh, that's where you have to put them. Like, you, what, how do you whittle down to like the can't be a catcher? Oh my God, where do we, can't be first base. <laughs> that's what it is. It's honestly process of elimination. But we were just like, we were just looking to play the season and field a team. And uh, it, the, the, just the progression of some of our kids who really got better, it was just like absolutely wild. We turned with this one kid who bona fide crybaby into, uh, you know, our starting starting center fielder he's pretty much like our five six hitter like we we found a Dellen Batansis on our hands like just a kid with no ability elsewhere you just get on the bump and just throwing cheese like <laughs> it's just so the court the stories of a season it's just you know you only find it in 12 11 year old baseball so we wind up winning the league championship um we went 11 and 2 
blew out a bunch of teams. Our offense really came on strong. So it was, it was just su- it's super fun to, uh, you know, kind of take something from nothing, even as, you know, little as coaching on the side, like a youth team. But, uh, you know, it is hard work and there's a lot of effort that goes into it. It's, you know, it's all fun and games and whatnot, but it's still time consuming and tedious. So it, it is cool to, to have that progression. Well, talk, talk through, I guess, like to dive into it a bit more, the day-to-day of, of coaching, right? Like we hear, we've heard a few guests now talk about, you know, the, the power in coaching, the responsibility it takes, but like actually talk through balancing that with already your workload, your, you know, your day-to-day, I guess, what's that like? Yeah, I mean, it's good because it's it's just engaging. It keeps your interest. You're not, you know, for me, I'm not going to like wait tables or bartend something where like my mind would escape me and there's just a means to an end. So that's why I guess it's tedious because you're so engaged with it and you want to do well with it because it's essentially a part of, it's more of a part of your identity as opposed to just like, like I said, like a means to an end. So um, that makes it worthwhile and also makes it, um, you know, it makes it challenging because you want to get the same desired outcomes essentially that you get from your nine to five. Um, because it also, this also means, you know, nearly as much as to you as, as that other thing, uh, you know, even if not more in some cases. So, um, you know, there's the, there's the time of it, you know, the weekend time where, you know, you could be doing a lot of other things, but it's, you're trying to, you know, get a field prepared with kitty litter at seven thirty in the morning. Cause it just rained the night before. And, you know, you handle stupid administrative duties like, you know, the umpires getting them checks and like, you know, collecting waivers from the parents and fun rate, like just like stuff like that, that is a little bit beyond the scope of just, you know, doing the drills and like having the scrimmages and the fun stuff that, um, that can be a little, a little bit on your, get on your nerves, but all in all, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's fun. And, you know, you can make a little bit of money doing it on the side for people that work, you know, in schools or that have shifts that end, um, you know, at least when it's still light out or when kids do after school activities. So, um, yeah, it's it's got it's it's got its definite benefits. But there are some things that I think the general public might not realize that it's a little bit a little bit harder than it seems on the surface. It's not just all like, you know, dogpiling and pizza parties and stuff. You're going to do it again next year? Oh yeah, I'm gonna do it as long as I possibly can. Hopefully, until I, uh, I'd like to get a varsity, a varsity head coaching job, but those are hard to come by. So I'm gonna do as much stuff on the side to uh, pass that time and still stay involved. You know, well, turning liabilities into champions is definitely a resume builder for the, the varsity coach Antonelli. I like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd have to articulate it like that too to my my future employers. Yeah. <laughs> Let me take you back uh, to five years from now. <laughs> I love it, man. That's uh, cool. Um, so the, going into going into the new year, we're a couple couple years in. Um, round the horn quickly. New Year's resolution. You buy into them, Gary? Let's start with you. Uh, I'm bought into it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not bought into making a huge lifestyle change like immediately. Uh, definitely into the idea of setting some long term goals and giving yourself time to achieve them. But I don't think, you know, picking something like I'm not going to eat this food or whatever, something something like that as an example, um, just making that kind of extreme lifestyle change is, is something that can happen immediately. You just got to work towards it. So having a goal, setting, you know, deadlines for yourself, that stuff I'm definitely bought into. Hello, man. And how about you, man? 
Um, I was never big on New Year's resolutions, to be honest. I think just like the loftiness and just the the hype that surrounds it and kind of just like the, I don't know, almost like there's a pop culture to it that's just like, kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But a little more recently, I've just, you know, I've, I've been more engaged with it than I guess I have in the past. I set some, uh, just kind of like some career explorations for myself, hopefully to be taken over in the next in the next year, some a little more practical than others, but just to get myself not feeling static because I think when you see all this stuff around you, especially at this time of year, you start like getting like, well, well, what am I doing? I got to be doing something like I got to be moving up in the ranks. I got to get another degree. I got to, you know, you start having like, it's almost like a anxiety that sets in because you're seeing on social media, people are talking about it. You know, it's every other article, um, you know, on your timeline. So, you know, I just kind of faced it and just had some, you know, self-reflective thoughts and put some things on, on paper. Well, not necessarily in my notes, in my phone, which have become like paper. Um, and so that's the first time I ever really did that. You know, it felt kind of good because I did, you know, it makes it a little less fleeting. Um, and I'll revert back to it, you know, if, if I forget or feel lost or whatever. Um, but something kind of like in the moment practical, our gym, the CrossFit gym I go to is doing a, um, a Whole30 food challenge, which uh, I know some of you guys have done in the past. It's pretty much like a sugar, a sugar detox for 30 days, like no processed food kind of thing. Um, so I've done it before and it's like a good reset and it's good to have the support of like 50 some odd other people I'm doing in the gym. So, um, I'm going to get into that and I think actually think that it starts tomorrow. So right up, right up until the day before the Super Bowl. So never miss a good, never miss a good eating holiday after new year's before the Super Bowl. So <laughs> that's, that's what's on my plate right now. I'm oh, actually no. doing the same type of thing tone. Nice. Um, I did. I did we're, we're, we're always kind of on the same page. You know? Oh yeah. I did I did Whole30 once, and then uh, we decided to do it again because we're going to San Diego in February, so we figured let's like kind of detox before we go to San Diego and eat a bunch of tacos. Um, so that's what I'm doing. But in terms of New Year's resolutions, I used to I used to be a big fan of them, and then I just realized that like after a month or three weeks, I would just completely give up on it and just go back to what I was doing before. So I, last year, I set out, like Gary said, some long-term goals, mostly just for the year. And I, instead of just writing them down and just like putting them in a drawer, I put them up on next to the door that I walk out of every morning. So it kind of like gives me a constant reminder, like, oh crap, like I made that goal six months ago and I haven't done anything about it. Maybe I'll get back on track. And so I did something similar this year too. And I'm a big fan of setting unrealistic goals. I haven't always been like that, but I think the higher you aim, the more likely you are to achieve the little stuff in between. And so this year I set a bunch of unrealistic goals for myself that I probably won't accomplish this year, but I think in striving for those, I'll accomplish much more than I thought I could in a year. Um, So that's where I'm at with the New Year's resolution slash goals. Do you even acknowledge like a miss point like now, or do you just take a look back next year and say, okay, there was progress here? Well, like like last year, I looked back and I said, oh, I didn't achieve that, I didn't achieve that, but I made this type of progress towards it, which I, I still give myself credit for. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know, I know I'm not going to, whatever the goal, I know I'm not going to achieve some of them. And mm-hmm. 
maybe I will in five years, maybe I will in 10 years, maybe I never will, but I know that it always gives me something to work towards. I think as an athlete, you, we always want something to work towards. Like we're always practicing for a game or practicing for a playoff, like uh, trying to win a championship. And I think it gives me something to like strive for every day. If, and especially if I can see it every day as I walk out. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And if you're listening to this right now, just tweet us at what's next underscore pod. Um, let us know, I guess, what, what your stance is on New Year's resolutions, if it's something you buy into, um, or if you follow them, I guess, how tactically you keep yourself in check. Because there are there, you know people out there that this is a big time for them, right? Like, you know, it's 2018, yeah. you know, and you don't want to you don't want to shoot them down or anything. One thing I was looking at um Cause you see people now they're, they're posting videos on here's how to hit your new, you know, like there's all these how to videos coming out there. Um, but something I saw on LinkedIn that I really liked is taking this business mindset of smart goals. And uh, it's just an acronym for specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, which I guess is not what Kevin's doing. Uh, and then time bound. Um, so smart goals, that acronym, uh, we'll put them in the show notes, but I think that kind of helps you say, okay, this week, here's my benchmark. Um, and it, it kind of gets you in the practice of treating it like a project plan for, for some of your goals. So maybe set some realistic ones, um, some unrealistic ones. And then as long as you're having that, that reset at the end of the year, look back with some positive affirmation and, and, you know, find the good. in it. I think that does help you. I like uh, it. I, I will give a plug right now to the bear sisters who we will be interviewing and we'll be, re- we're interviewing them on Sunday and we'll re- be releasing that interview um, shortly after this one, but they have, if you go to balancebayers.com, they have a 30 day nutrition challenge and it's more than just a nutrition challenge. It's more of like a, like gratitude, like day one is, or one of the days is find something you're grateful for and stick to it and, or drink water, more water today. And I think that's also their way of saying, Hey, look, these are step-by-step instructions on how to get back on the right track. So I'm looking okay. forward to talking about that with them. Love it. Love it. Um, and for, I mean, anything you're looking forward to, not not related to goals, anything big, 2018, something you're looking forward to? Um, I'm going to be doing a lot of traveling this year. Um, so I'm looking forward to, you know, I'm going to Italy. I'm coming down to Charleston. Um, I'm going to Austin, Texas. I'm going to San Diego. So I'm looking forward to kind of going to some new places, seeing some new things, eating some new foods. Um that's what I'm looking forward to this year. Love it, love it. That's awesome. Well, good stuff. Um, let's say you mentioned actually, Kev, you've mentioned the five and 10 year mindset. And it's something I think that comes up as people are doing year end reviews. So you're listening to this and you're, you're working for a business, big corporate. Um, you're probably having your year end reviews. Did you get that bonus? Did you get that promotion? Um, and some of the questions that come up, you know, people, and I, and I recently just got this, but they're asking for, um, your five and your 10 year plan and your three year plan. We just tackled 2018 here and we're still trying to figure out our way. Um, I mean, do you guys, well, what do you, what do you think of like the whole five year, 10 year plan? Are you even able to forecast that? Or is it just a practice of here's a couple good habits and things I want to strive to along the way? Um, I'm not a huge fan of the five, 10 year plan because it's really hard for me to think out that specifically and like set specific goals for, you know, I'm 26 right now and I'm 31. I want this. I don't have that, but I do have actually Tim Ferriss in his book, the four hour work week does talk about this and he talks about dreamlining and it's more so not setting out five, 10 year goals. It's just like your life goals. Right. And like 
what are five things you want to have in your life, right? And you write them down. What are five things you want to be in your life eventually? Like it could be tomorrow, it could be 10 years, it could be whenever. And what are five things you want to do in your life? So you kind of set out those, you know, there's 15 things that you have written down. And he was like, okay, there's your map. And now you work towards hitting those 15 things in one way or another. So it doesn't really put a time limit on it. It just puts, lays everything out so that you can see it and you have something to work towards. And I, I prefer to do something like that. I like it. I like it. There's, uh, a, uh, there's a commencement speech. Um, and yeah, I we might have shared this with each other. Um, I have it on a playlist of commencement speeches because I do shit like that. But <laughs> um, this guy, Tim Minchin, from, uh, he was speaking at a university in Australia. And the whole premise of his of his commencement speech was just like this big anti-cliche about goals. And he was talking about, you know, he used the term having micro ambitions and um, it kind of just like conflicts with the idea of, of the loftiness of a 10 year, 15 year goal kind of thing or five year goal. Um, and it kind of goes back to that point that you brought up, Neil, the, the whole science behind the, um, effectiveness of like a smart goal, like the specific, measurable, timely, like all the acronyms, um, they're almost micro in nature for them to, to kind of be attainable. So, um, his whole speech was like setting things out and doing them like in, in the short term and, you know, putting your head down and going to work for, for that, sh- like that short burst kind of period of time. I like that because you're building you're building habits, right? Or, or like you know, by doing these mini wins, micro wins, you're kind of building the foundation for, you know, it's like the butterfly effect, right? Like if you don't read this book here, do this thing here, pick up these positive traits or these mini wins now, like the five year person is kind of faltering or or changing. Um, that's a, that's a good. I like that. How about you, Gary? Yeah, I mean, ten years is unfathomable for me. Uh, um, and then even maybe five years. I mean, I've had six, five jobs in four years, you know, so like, uh, I'm, and now I'm onto a, an entirely different career path. So just getting there first is kind of what I'm trying to do. Um, and once I get there, then maybe I can uh, think into the next five years. But uh, kind of like Kev said, I, I like the idea of setting out that long term, that, that maybe that final destination and just, you know, working to get there just makes more sense. Yeah, I agree. And I, I want to hear more from anybody listening um, on, on questions they're getting, right? Like even on the business side, uh, let's take it or, or in the work, your workplace, um, questions you're answering, questions you're battling with yourself um, going into 2018. You know, are you setting those goals? What's being asked of you this year? Um, really interested to hear, I guess, workplace. Let us know where you're working, if you're comfortable with um, and the type of questions you're getting. It would be cool to compare kind of um, – you know, what people are asking in my workplace versus Ann versus Gary versus Kevin. Um, so that'd be pretty cool. Uh, so taking a step back and saying, you know, we, we kind of established some of the things we want to strive for this year. We're sitting here next year or next, yeah, 2019. Um, God, I'll, I'll be married by then. That's pretty crazy. We'll have the, uh, the what's next reunion at, at the at the wedding here in Charleston. That's, right. <laughs> That's going to be exciting. That's one thing I'm excited for in 2018. Sorry, Mallory. We can, face, we can Facebook live it. We can Facebook live it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, 
But you're sitting back here a year from now, um, celebrating a good year, a great year for what's next. Um, to you guys, each one individually, um, what did we accomplish? What you know? And I think this is this is a question I picked up from one of my mentors, um, and you guys can take it into practice when you're sitting here a year from now, celebrating a great year. What did you accomplish? And it kind of gives you that year in review look. Um, Kev, looks like you got something. Um, yeah, I mean, we we haven't talked about any of this yet, but um, I think for me. We are. I'm so happy to have actually launched What's Next platform and to have already ha- had over 10 or 12 guests um, that we've had on. And now I think it's. T- I would like to focus more on my where I live and like try to develop a What's Next Boston, where you know I've been on the phone with some people at Boston College and we have a couple guests who are going to be who are BC alums and. There are a plethora of schools here with athletes who are working, doing great things here. And I think, I think looking back, if we had, if I could build a, a Boston community, um, a Boston what's next community, and maybe even host one or two events where we can all get together and um, just bounce ideas off one another and get to network with one another and who knows where it could lead. And so I think for me, a great year, a year from now, we'd be celebrating the development of a new community that's t- close knit and tight within one city. I love it. That's really cool. And how about you, man? Kev, I, I do like that idea. Uh, sounds great. Hopefully, hopefully we'll talk about it more in a, in a little bit, but yeah. Um, for me personally, if we were sitting, sitting back here, um, reflecting on the, on the years past, I would say that, um, a great year would have been marked by some progress in the direction of uh, a little bit similar to what Kev said, but like that we can say we had some face-to-face meetings with some representatives from colleges and universities. So, you know, saying, um, you know, that meeting at, you know, that meeting at Monmouth University with their player personnel um, assistant went really well. Like having a couple things like that to say, you know, a year from now, um, because stemming off those meetings and those conversations means that just we're moving in the right direction. So, um, you know, just, just trying to, trying to get to that, that next level, which, you know, which for me is, you know, talking to the right people that could put us, uh, in touch with a bigger audience at, on their campuses. That's cool, man. You see that chalk talk evolving, in any certain way, like what, what's your mindset there on the chalk talk? It's been a good outlet for you, and it's got some good, pretty good reception as well. Yeah, I'd love to advance that. Um, I guess I just don't really know how. I've been just thinking about content of it for the most part and keeping it engaging. So I haven't thought of it, um, you know, outside of that bubble and how to, I don't know, how to get it to some bigger outlets, but. You know, it's funny. Other people have other people talk to me like and they say like, oh, you should send that stuff to this person or like, you know, you got to make it an op ed in this newspaper or something. I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I, don't, I, like, I don't know. I'm just like, I got to write something in two days. So like, I'm going to worry about that first. It's I don't know. It's just like it's kind of hard balancing the, you know, it goes back to, I guess, our conversation or the premise of this whole thing. Like it's hard balancing the day to day of shit and then like having these kind of bigger goals around that circle. Um, if we're looking at like a, you know, a circle like this of our day to day with things that we have to accomplish for our logistical lives, like, 
you know, down to the smallest things like, you know, going food shopping, going to the gym, but also carrying out tasks at work and, you know, doing things that your boss asks you to do. And then like the bigger circle around that is like, you know, advancing all those other things, um, you know, so for chalk talk, I'm like kind of in that space now where like the week to week is like, uh, did something happen like a hot topic of the week or like what's something I've been thinking about? Like I got to write a draft then I got to edit it then I send it to you guys like that, like is a process in and of itself. So then like, I haven't just been able to think, you know, as far beyond that as I guess I could have that, you know, some people that have read it and liked it are thinking it could be, but stuff like this takes time. So yeah, totally. I'm just kind of cool with where it's at, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Keep building day by day and it grows. That's awesome. Gary, how about you? Um, I think us having this conversation a year from now would be an accomplishment in itself. I mean, just how many times do you see people start something and want it to go somewhere and then it falls apart in weeks, a month, whatever, you know, like it's not this, it's, we've done this for how long now? A couple months. We did it since July. Yeah. Since July. And uh, I would, I would say, you know, that's, we've gotten further than, than a lot of people have trying to do something new that they've never done before. So, I mean, that's an accomplishment in itself too. We've got to remember that this started out as something that we just, uh, we just kind of started doing as a hobby that we hope that could also help some people along the way and it, and wherever it goes, you know, it's great, but we're, we're, we're doing it every, uh, every day, but as much as we can. And, and, you know, that's just, you know, we're consistent and that's, that's one of the hardest things is the consistency. Sure. We slow down sometimes, um, just cause you know, this isn't our everyday job. Um, although hopefully maybe that one day we would like it to be, that'd be awesome. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, just, just staying with it in a year that that would mean a lot and that would that would be a, a huge accomplishment i think yeah and i think we're coming into our own and with it whether it's you with the writing I, I i tend to like the video pieces i think we you know we iron our roles out more um that will always help us because it's four of us we're in different locations it's it's tough to scale uh, of getting just the four of us together plus a guest um so that that's always been tricky so i think we, we figure out our roles a bit more who likes doing what more um and just continue to help our audience help help the listeners out there so i mean if you got ideas out there um things you'd like us to be doing differently things you want to see more of i literally as we were talking about this i got a text from tarka episode three that he has a really good guest for us um so you know more shit like that in the next year is is awesome where they're reaching out they're thinking of us i think i i love it that's so cool um you know, so build, building those communities. Dude, I love that, man. Um, and hopefully for you guys listening to this, that's cool for you to kind of get a behind-the-scenes look of us putting this together. Um, it's a hobby. It's, it's something we're doing on the side. We've got a website up. We've got all these social platforms up. Uh, hopefully we're getting engaging content out to you guys. So uh, looking back a year in review, Gary, I totally agree with you, man. This has been um, it's been a fun year. It's been a good year. we got good connections now, new guests. Um, I love it, man. Any, any closing thoughts for any of you guys? Nah, I'm just happy we're back in this space. It's always fun, especially after the holidays. It was fun to get together and catch up with everybody. But uh, I hope we said some things that, you know, at least a couple people could connect to and maybe uh, make a positive change. So, you know, that's always the goal. Yeah, agree. Kev, anything on your end? Um, no, I mean... 
for me, for me, it's just look, we got to keep moving forward, and everybody out there, keep moving forward. Show up, go day to day. Hope you engage with us for the rest of this year, and hopefully, we can get as many of you listeners on the podcast yeah. um, as well. And also, I'm doing I'm doing Whole Thirty as well, and it's nice. a fun time. It's a fun time to go oh. to the grocery store when everybody else is scrambling. <laughs> We're in the middle of like a crazy snowstorm across the East Coast, and everybody's what's the first thing they grab? Bread and milk and what avocados. <laughs> no, well, avocados for for us millennials. Yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> make well, they have to make their avocado toast in this. Store. <laughs> yeah. But it's just funny. Like I, I I had that urge of like I need to go grab bread, but we can't eat that. So um, I thought. Oh, that's right. yeah. when, when did you start? When did you start, Neil? The second. All right, I'm, I'm starting tomorrow, so it's taking me right to Super Bowl Saturday. So, what's like your favorite hack? Because we're not the only ones probably listening to this that are doing the whole thirty. I mean, something that yours your go to when you're doing a lot, a lot of people don't like this, but I I carry it out even when I'm not on whole thirty. So my coffee, um, which I, I it's tough for a lot of people that do whole thirty. Like it's hard to drink it black and stuff, so it's hard to find um, something to do. So I put it in like a a Nutribullet or a Ninja. So I put my coffee in there with unsweetened almond milk. And then a scoop of ghee butter is like the kind of butter that they use on Whole30. It's, I don't know, it's like a unclarified butter. I don't really know the science behind it, but it's kind of like oily and has like a very popcorny butter taste. So you can't really use that much of it, but it makes it like frothy like cappuccino almost when you put it in the Nutribullet. So I've been doing that since like mm. the last time I did Whole30 and I've carried it through where like, that's just my coffee routine. I don't use milk and sugar in my coffee anymore. So, what is it called? G butter? Yeah, ghee or G G H E E. You can yeah. find it. Um, I like they even have it at Target and stuff. It's not just like a whole yeah. thing. Um, but it might be down like the ethnic food aisle. Um, or like they have like a, I guess like a healthy food section at like a stop and shop or shop right. Where your drinks are. The heck we use is um instead of soy sauce. We we love soy sauce. We put the coconut aminos. Coconut aminos, yeah. Put that on food, and it, it's a little sweeter, but I mean, it fulfills the the void. Yeah, I don't. I well, the, my first hack round one has been taken away from us. The, the plantain chips, those are gone, right? You can't do those anymore. No, really, the ones from Trader Joe's. Yeah, I heard yeah. that. Yeah, <sighs> Heather, Kev, Heather's the one that inboxed me because I was like a oh, whole thirty hack, and she's like, you can't, you can't do those anymore. Here's yeah, the but I, 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 follow, I follow all the whole thirty accounts. I haven't seen that posted. Why know. can't you do it anymore? It once, it's, once it's on there, it's on there forever. I don't care. So we're eating plantain chips. That's what I'm saying. You can't change the rules. Yeah, no. it's like how it's like how DJ Khaled changed Weight Watchers. Now, like. Chicken breast, zero points. All this stuff is zero points. <laughs> <laughs> Does he still do Major Key, too? I haven't followed DJ Khaled in a while. I've no, followed him. His videos for Weight Watchers, it's like him and Oprah are like the spokespeople. <laughs> and DJ Khaled is like, I'm doing this for my son. I got to get it right. And it's just like uh, him with his personal chef. <laughs> and uh, she's like explaining what the point system is. And just the most like... The stuff that has zero points is like crazy. Whereas, like, they definitely have just changed the rules so more people like pay money to like join up because yeah. it's just like sweet but or like any potato, no points. Chicken breast, no points. All fish, no points. Like all this stuff that like it had to have at least like two or three points at some point. <laughs> no points. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, funny. Man. That's crazy. All right, guys. 
Well, I think that's it. Um, you're listening, guys. Comment. Um, tweet us, What's Next Pod. You can hit us up on Instagram, What's Next Pod. Um, we'll post this out. We'll have everything in the show notes. We'll plug the ghee butter and the aminos and any of those hacks that you guys are doing to get you through. Um, if you're trying Whole30 or you're thinking about doing it, um, we're we're round two, round three is here. So you can do it. Um, and, um, yeah, we hope you guys have a, a good start to 2018. Set your goals. Um, up, we'll plug the smart goals ideology and some of the stuff ant plug the, uh, the commencement speech, um, give you guys kind of this motivational package to, uh, to start your 2018 off. Right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in guys. See you next time.